This is Chris from Play Comics, and you're listening to Pop Goes Your World. I'm Chris McBrien, and the pop culture from Generation X is everything to me. And I'm Derek Myers, and I'm here to educate Chris on the great pop culture of today's generation. Episode 116, Yancey Returns, the Florida episode. McBrien, along with caveman Derek Myers, and this is Pop Goes Your World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. Derek, it's been a few weeks since we've been able to record a podcast. What is new in your world? Hey, Chris. Uh, well, I'm glad we're back. Oh, it's, uh, like you said, been a bit of a hiatus. I'm sure you'll fill us in on uh, on the details. I but uh, yeah, we missed a few uh, missed a few weeks, but we're yep. back in true form. And I have consumed an insane amount of. <laughs> pop culture and media in the time we've been away, but that's a whole show in and of itself. I'm going to hit just a few of my highlights. Okay, like please. Speed round here. Yeah. These are the few things that I feel are worth mentioning, recommendations of things that I've uh, watched that are great that people should check out. So, in no particular order, on Netflix, we've got BoJack Horseman Season 6. If you're into this show, definitely watch Season 6. If you're not into BoJack Horseman yet, you should probably check it out. It's It's exceptionally good. Uh, also on Netflix, also animated, Big Mouth Season 3. I can't mm-hmm. remember if we talked about that in our last one. but I've been watching Season talked, 3, too. I was going to say, we've talked yeah. about our love for Big Mouth Season 3, every bit as good as the seasons that came before it. Uh, so that was great. Uh, third on Netflix, the new Eddie Murphy movie, Dolomite Is My Name, which I wasn't really sure if I was going to like. Like, oh, I, I knew sort of roughly what it was about, but I didn't, so I went in a little blind and I loved it. I thought it was great. It would not surprise me to see Eddie Murphy potentially being in in the uh, discussion for Golden Globe nomination, maybe even Oscar nomination. Um, but it was quite good. And then moving to HBO, Succession season two just wrapped up. Again, a great show. Uh, I would not be surprised if this becomes sort of HBO's new flagship show now that Game of Thrones has gone away. Uh, it's called Succession. It's about an uber-rich family that runs a media empire, and the the patriarch is uh, is old and sort of starting to lose his marbles a little bit. And it's this whole who's going to take over? He's got four kids, and they all have their own issues. It's a great show. Season two just ended. Huge cliffhanger type ending. It was great. Um, the Watchmen on HBO as well. Uh, this is a continuation of the story from the original comic book from the eighties. It's, but it takes place now. So it's that same world that was presented in the comics and it follows up what would have happened 35 years later. It's three episodes deep. It is, in my opinion, the best show on TV right now. You do not have to have read the comic. If you've seen the movie, that's probably helpful, but also not necessary. Watchmen, fantastic. Last one I want to mention, I got to see Dr. Sleep. Now, for those who are not aware, this is the Stephen King movie that is the sequel to The Shining. Uh, a friend of mine won some free passes. I don't even think this movie's out in theaters until uh, probably this weekend. Um, it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. It was decent. Uh, performances were good. It ran a little long. I thought the last half hour was exceptionally predictable. But uh, if you're a fan of King's work, if you're a fan of the original Shining, it's not as good as the original Shining, but it was still pretty good. Uh, I would say check it out. So there we go. The short list. Well, before we get started, I do want to mention a little bit about our hiatus. And I do take full responsibility for not putting out any new episodes over the past month. Here's the thing. We started here at the house to do renovations in the basement. And anyone that has done renovations of any kind knows how things can kind of balloon out of control. Well, we went from laying new flooring in the office down here to laying new flooring throughout the basement to completely tearing apart our bathroom and so on and so on. But doing the renovations meant no access to the basement. And unfortunately, my podcasting studio is down here in the basement and it got torn apart too. Uh, Oh, and by the way, I also tore a ligament in my foot. So I have zero mobility and I can't do stairs and I'm walking around in one of those walking boots. Uh, So needless to say, I haven't been able to record any podcasts. So the, the gap that's been in our production schedule is totally on me. And I apologize for that, both to you, Derek, and to the dozen or so people that listen every week. Uh, Chris, that ligament, that was when you were uh, training for your MMA fight coming up? I was actually training for the Boston Marathon. 
Oh, the Boston yeah, Marathon. Yeah, okay. that's right. Not the, not the Toronto Marathon. You're going to go right to the Boston Marathon. Right to the Boston Marathon. I hear okay. it's the best. So I guess that's not going to happen this year then? Maybe next year? Oh, probably next year. You know, you got to go okay. right, you got to go with the best. You know I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, course, I'm, the, I'm the best. I mean, I paid $200 for these <laughs> shoes. I mean, that's from meatballs, by the way. Uh, anyway, but we're back and we're back in a big way because we decided to come back after our hiatus with a huge episode. And what bigger way to return than to bring on the biggest guest possible to join us. If we decided to go out and produce the most epic podcast episode possible, who would we get? Well, Weird Al Yankovic, of course. But since he wasn't available, we reached out to our old friend and podcast host, the main man from Florida himself, ladies and gentlemen, Yancey Eaton. They're going to be so disappointed when they hear that it's just me. Oh, Yancey, <laughs> welcome back, my millennial friend. Uh, guys, thank you so much for having me back. Chris, listen, we said this a little bit off air, but don't feel bad about um, you know the lack of podcasting. As everybody who used to listen to the show and have stayed listening to the show, um, after I had left it, I was the reason for many postponements and cancellations and weeks without podcasts. And you've been grinding the podcast game through multiple podcasts and multiple podcast award nominations. So... Uh, if something happens like this, if life gets in the way, like I think that the audience is going to be more than okay with that. And Derek, it's good to see you, man. It's good to to hear from you guys and get the gang back together. Um, it was it was honestly like a perfect a perfect thing and a perfect situation that you guys did take a little bit of a break, and then I was able to come in whenever I did. I have missed you guys like you would not believe. I wanted to be on the podcast for months and months, and um, lots has changed for me personally. And uh, like my life looks a lot different now, which I'm actually really, really excited about. And I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about what, but uh, other than what you guys have been talking about, is there anything else that I missed? Like I know you guys kept the the streak going of another podcast award, and what else is new with the uh, Pop Culture World? Oh, well, you know, like I said, we got nominated for another podcast award. You know, so that was wonderful. We were obviously, uh, you know, really happy about that. We, we we lost another podcast award, too. But, I mean, hey, what are you going to do? It's all good. Hey, tradition's tradition. You yeah, know? exactly. You know, it, you it's gotta... just an honor to be nominated, as they say. Stick and I mean with... that in the most sincere way, despite sounding sarcastic yeah, when I just said no, that. No, we got to stick with yeah. our strengths, you know, basically not winning. Um, but anyway, Yancey, would you like to share with us what you've been up to lately, my friend? Yeah, certainly. So You mentioned that... some big changes. So what are they? Yep. Absolutely. Some some big changes. I just said certainly and I sound like very proper, which is really funny and, and completely like me and in character 100 percent. But um, so back in December of this year, I turned 30 and um, I've, yeah, I've mentioned this on the show quite a bit. I worked in the same place for 12 years and uh, that's my entire adult life and almost half of my life. And whenever I turned 30, like it was it was time for a change. And my wife and I had been doing a ton of research kind of behind the scenes and in private and, you know, just picking the minds of, of mentors like Chris and other important people in my life and just trying to figure out, like, what the next move was going to be. Obviously, I didn't want to, you know, keep doing the same thing I was doing before. I wanted to grow. I wanted to reach, you know, new heights and try new things that I'd never done before. And so um, my wife and I, we basically went into real estate. We're now a real estate team here in Fort Myers, and uh, it is 10 times more work than I had ever expected. I've never been self-employed before. Um, you almost feel like you can never take a single day off. In fact, we haven't taken a day off in months. Um, I think we took a three-hour vacation uh, last Sunday that lasted about an hour and a half before we started working again. But yeah, my life looks a lot different now, but um, it is one of the most rewarding things I think I've ever done in my entire life. It's, uh, it's challenging and um, it's really forcing me to kind of flesh out all the things that I have not been good at, primarily like working on top of my wife. Oh my, my, my. That wasn't a joke. Um, <laughs> I, as, soon as, as soon as I said it, I regretted it. Um, but just like working with my wife and, you know, working in the office together and working here at home together and just uh, there's just a lot, you know. So um, also we're renovating the podcast shed. So I'm actually recording um, in my room today, which maybe the acoustics sound a little different. I know you guys are going to miss hearing the sounds of planes and trees <laughs> scraping the top of the shed. Um, but yeah, lots has changed and, uh, you guys are gracious enough to have me on. I just kind of wanted to, to put it out there to my sphere of influence and the people that I know just like, you know, there's this really socially awkward, uh, new real estate agent here in Southwest Florida. If you guys need uh, a person, I'm that guy. And you guys were also gracious enough to let us, uh, uh, make this topic about Florida. So we're going to talk about Florida pop culture and all the things that are involved with that. And it's a very uneven list of, of pop culture that comes from Florida. Some great names and some <laughs> some really not great names, but I'm, and I'm sure we're going to all talk into it. But yeah, just once again, I 
I know I'm, I'm rambling like I always do. So I'm, again, I'm in character. I will say, Derek, I remember listening. I think it was uh, which episode was it? I think it was the hundredth episode or whatever the the special episode it was. But you guys were super gracious with like giving me tons of accolades and and, and constantly referencing me on all these different podcasts and bringing me up and just kind of like keeping me in within involved with the show, even though I wasn't able to be here. And that really meant the world to me. Even whenever you guys got nominated for a podcast award, still saying that that was like, you know, that was a part of a thing that I had built and just acknowledging that. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm literally getting emotional. We just started talking, but this has been something that like, I, I really miss doing and just being back and talking with you guys. Just, it really means a lot. So thank you so much for that. No, no problem. Big changes for both of us uh, from our careers since the last time that we spoke. Yeah. So that's where it's really, really good. You, you obviously have completely changed careers and you're a real estate agent now. And I uh, was hired full time as a faculty member. I'm a full time prof now. So I'm super happy. Everything's going good. Uh, Derek, anything you wanted to, uh, to mention here to Yancey before we get started on our yeah, uh, topic so at, at the uh, at the end of our show, we usually do the the trivia segment, which uh, was originally fun with Yancey, and now it's mm-hmm. fun with Caveman. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel that I feel that uh, when we do our when Chris and I have been doing our movie reviews, mm-hmm. um, I, I have really missed the support that I know would be coming from you if you were still on the show. And we've gone through a lot of movie reviews, and I'm curious, as I'm sure the longtime listeners are curious, how you uh, feel about the movies that we've reviewed since you were off the show. So mm-hmm. what I've done, we'll call this the, the, before we get into the real show, this is our Fun with Yancey segment. Fun with Yancey. Um, so Yancey, we've done 17 movie reviews since, since your last show. Okay. And I'm going to just run down the list. And I, I, I want you to answer two questions about each movie. Number one, have you ever seen it? And then okay. number two, if you've seen it, did you like it? Yes or no? These and instructions sound really simple, but <laughs> I will, I will still manage to This is awesome. Them as often as necessary. And, and Chris, just zip. No, no comments from the nope. peanut gallery. Nope. And Yancey, I'm not looking for commentary. I'm just a yes, no answers is all I'm looking for. So, uh, uh, I'm gonna just go in chronological chronological order, based on the order we've done the reviews. So as you know, our format is one of us picks a movie, then the other guy. So you know you're gonna get a new one, an old one, a new one, an old one, that kind of thing. So okay. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the list and I'll uh, I'll record your responses here. So first one on the list, Unbreakable from the year 2000. Did you ever see it? No. No. Okay. How about Saint Elmo's Fire? No. <laughs> Okay. What office space from your favorite year, 1999? Yes and yes. All right. How about movies. the original Night of the Living Dead? No, never seen it. A, a much more recent movie, Ready Player One. I saw it, yes. I thought it looked great. I thought it was kind of boring. All right. Uh, the Blues Brothers. Yes, emphatic yes. Okay, there we go. Oh, yeah. yes. uh, another, another one from 1999, American Pie. Um, my mom's listening, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> no, you've never seen it, or no, you didn't like it? I have seen it, but no, I didn't like it. Or no, he never did it with a pie. Uh. <laughs> All right. Here's one I know you've seen and loved, Ishtar. I have never seen Ishtar. Oh, Do yourself a favor. Don't waste your time. Uh, Chris Iron it. Man, the first MCU movie, Iron Man. Yes, and yes, I do like it. It's one of the few comic book movies that I genuinely think is a great standalone movie. Nice. Uh, okay, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. No. Really? Okay. Never seen it, yeah. The Full Monty. No. Okay. Baseballs. Yes and yes. The movie version of The A-Team. No. Right. I have not. Meatballs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you tell which movies are Chris's? It's like so <laughs> yeah. it's a little obvious, eh? Uh, okay, I only got three more to go. James Bond, Casino Royale. Yes, underrated Bond movie by far. Like it is a fantastic movie. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, okay, Stripes. No, but Chris and I we literally talked about doing that review for months yeah, and months for, and months. So I'm glad to finally 13 episodes. We finally got it in. <laughs> and the last one we did was Do the Right Thing. 
I didn't, but I listened to this podcast and it makes me really want to see it because you guys have such like conflicting views on it. Like, I think you both said like, yeah, it's good. But like, you were like, I don't really see like what the point was, but I think that kind of the whole point to it is that it doesn't have a point and like life is kind of useless. I think that's what the takeaway was from it, but no, I have not seen it. Want to see it really, really badly. All right. In fact, not, not, not to jump in too much, but I, I found myself a lot of times wishing I was on the show just so we could gang up on Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> so many times, like it, it is wild. You you like a lot of different types of movies, but you also like a lot of the same ones that I do. Um, you just have like a much more broad base of movies that you like. Um, but it was kind of weird. Like you stepped in naturally as like the the yin to the the yang that was Chris. You know what I mean? Like you guys, yeah. that that dynamic was always there. It wasn't just like two guys agreeing with each other, which is why like if you and I, Derek, ever did a podcast. It just, I don't really think it would work that much because there would never be any discourse. There would never yeah. be any disagreeing. We'd both just be telling each other how great we are. You know, we're like, I don't know, like all the Jerry's on like Rick and Morty or something like the yep. duplicate Jerry's just. But yeah. Nice. Nice. OK, so out of the 17, you had seen seven. So uh, I'll send you the list of the 10 and you can uh, you can watch them. Well, you can watch some <laughs> of them. A couple of them kind of were garbage. But yeah, those you, were those your picks. picks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, now, the only right. way, the only way Yancey was going to be allowed to join us on the podcast again is if we did something related to his new business, right? So this week we're going to talk about his home state of Florida, as we mentioned. Um, I thought we could really kind of put a pop culture spin on it, kind of like you mentioned, and just, you know, have a discussion mm-hmm. about all the ways that Florida has influenced pop culture. So you guys ready to dive into that one? Absolutely. Yes. All right. All right. Here we go. I'm your head counselor. I did not enjoy this anymore the second time. <laughs> What's going on? What's wrong? Never seen it. Oh, Never wow. interested in seeing it. No desire to see it. Was not interested at all. Okay, well, I paid $200 for these shoes, but I mean on the best. It's certainly tame by today's standards. There's a very fat pair of pants hanging from the flagpole this morning. It is not something I think I ever need to see again. Oh! Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Okay, Yancey. Since you're our special guest this week, only because Weird Al wasn't available, but uh, you're still our special guest. So we're, <laughs> we're going to let you go first. And okay. also the fact because you actually live there. So Yancey, can you help us please shed some light on Florida as a bastion of pop culture? Give us, give us something. Yeah, so one of the one of the um, criterias that my wife said that she wanted me to kind of like keep in my head is she didn't want me to badmouth the state that I'm now actively trying to sell real estate in. So, <laughs> so keep that in mind. Like I'm trying to spin everything to be a positive. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I feel probably like a strong part of your business plan. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know I know what's going on. So I I think Florida's been a little beleaguered in like the national media the last I don't know ten fifteen years twenty years something like that. It kind of has this reputation as being like this. Just like this, like weird, subversive, I don't know, bizarro world, if that makes sense. Like there's there's so much weirdness going on and all the, the weirdest news stories that you see there. It's, you know, Florida kind of gets a bad rep and I don't really think it's fair. You know, like Florida Man is like one of the most popular Twitter accounts you can find. And everybody just thinks it's hilarious just posting all these stories about Florida. And I, I have a theory with that is that we basically get like those the the. the we get the hodgepodge of every single state. So you whereas you guys have like a defined culture and you know, people kinda stay in their same area. Florida, it is super, super rare that you find people like my wife and I that have been there forever or like their parents grew up in the same city as them. So we kinda get everybody. Whenever you have all these different, like diverse people living on top of each other, I think weird stuff happens. It's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing, but overall I think it's a very, very good thing. So I'm gonna spin that with the pop culture thing. I'm gonna talk about a couple movies. So some movies are very, very bad. Like uh, like when you think of Florida, you think of like like the awful like straight to DVD movies like uh, Mega Python versus Gatoroid or like Mega Piranha versus Mega Shark. Like these are all movies that like come out all the time and they're filmed here in Florida. But then you also have movies that are based in Florida like, I don't know, Citizen Kane, only the greatest movie of all time. So like I don't. I don't think it's fair that we get this this huge discrepancy where like everybody assumes that things that come out of Florida, it's just like this trash city or this trash state. I think it's 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 actually like a lot of talent here. I mean, some of the greatest movies of all time are based in shot in Florida, like the Truman Show. You know, it's based in a fictitious city in like the Northeast, but it's it was actually shot here in Florida. Um, some of my other favorite movies like uh, Contact or even like the newest Hidden Figures movie that was all shot in Florida. There's so many movies that are filmed here just because I think it's it's such a, a cheaper way to get like a subtropical environment it's cheaper than california it's cheaper than obviously flying to the you know the caribbean stuff like that but there's just so much production that goes on here 
and a lot of like reality TV and, and, and all those things. But there is like this huge chasm between the really, really good movies and the really, really bad ones. And I think that we should really focus on the really, really good ones. I mean, Cool Hand Luke was based in a Florida prison and it was one of the coolest movies of all time. Like I, I stand by that. But I don't know Lonely, if I kick it back to you guys like Derek, like do you do you can you think of like any of like those like all timer movies that were built or, you know, or, or at least based in Florida? Like Scarface, I know was it was about Miami, but it was actually filmed like in L.A. or or, you know, San Diego or something like that. But can you think of any of like those like all timer movies that are based in Florida or shot in Florida? Yeah. So, um, again, when we were putting our, our when we were talking about the show and how to put it together, it was we're going to talk about Florida. We're going to talk about pop culture. We're going to talk about the media and all that stuff. So what I did was I tried to like pick some of my favorites from movies, TVs, music, music, novels, the whole bit. Um, mm. So you, you've been talking about movies. So I went down, I, you know, I had to do some homework to figure out like what movies I look more for movies that were set in Florida because my yep. feeling was I want to see, like you said, I want to see a positive depiction of this place because I've only been to Florida a few times and it's been on vacation and it's always like, hey, we're going to Disney World or we're going somewhere. You're on vacation. You want it to be positive. So. That was sort of my criteria. I looked for stuff that that was filmed there, that takes place there, that uh, that I enjoyed. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, the uh, the very first one I, I I had to put on my list was uh, uh, considered a a quote unquote Canadian content movie, and that is the 1981 comedy Porky's. Oh yes, Porky's and, is uh, out of Florida. Yeah, Porky. Okay, so this is what it says: Porky's features the escapades of teenagers in 1954 at the fictional. Angel Beach High School in Florida. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, so that one came to mind. Well, again, when I started looking at the list, I'm like, oh, my God, like uh, it had been a long time since I'd seen Porky's. But I thought, here's a good here's a good opportunity to throw a little Canadian content in the Florida episode. So Porky's for sure. Um, but uh, another one that that uh, almost seems like it fits the stereotype is the movie Cocoon. Remember that one from 1985? Oh, yeah. One of awesome. Ron Howard's early movies. Yep. Uh, you think Florida, you think that's where all the old retired people live. And here's a movie about a bunch of old retired people kind of on the nose. But the movie was great. Um, if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a while, uh, it was actually filmed and takes place in St. Petersburg, Florida. And uh, as I said, it's directed by Ron Howard, starred Don Amici, Wilford Brimley, Jessica Tandy, a whole cast of like older actors. And it's a sci-fi. Oh, it's Steve Gutenberg's in it, too. Yep. It's, got, it's a, like a sci-fi movie where... Uh, um, you know, these aliens have come to Earth previously before the movie started and they've left like these literal rocky cocoons in the water. And um, the movie part of the movie, they come back to Florida to retrieve these and they're putting them in uh, in their own swimming pool, sort of like as a temporary holding place before they take them back to their spaceship. And uh, the old people who live nearby sneak into the estate and swim in the pool. And there's like the, the, the magic from the aliens gives the pool these regenerative properties. So you have these old people who are supposed to be in the last days of their lives suddenly feeling like they're teenagers again. The and fountain so of youth. Was, yep. Fountain of youth, exactly, yeah. Uh, great cast, having a good time. I think, I want to say a couple of the actors were nominated for Oscars. Was Don Amici nominated for that one, Chris? Do you remember? Don, Don Amici won the, uh, the... For Cocoon? For Cocoon, yep. Wow. I, I knew he'd been nominated, but yeah, yep. it's, it's one of those ones where people go, oh yeah, I sort of remember that, but it holds up. It's pretty good. I, I saw it not too long ago, and it, it's one of those ones that, uh, you know, it, it works. It takes place in Florida, and it's uh, it's a great film. Right, Would well, it shock you that I've never actually seen Cocoon? You should watch it. shocked me one little bit there, uh, Yancey. <laughs> you should watch it, Yancey. It's really, really good, actually. I really yeah. enjoyed that movie. It sounds like crazy, like when, you know, when Derek goes through the synopsis of it. So I was like, what is that? It's really, really good. Um, I took a little bit of a different approach to when I had to. To, to think about Florida from a pop culture point of view. And and I mm-hmm. attacked it this way from the theme parks because I've probably been to Florida five or six times. And the thing that always stands out to me when I think of Florida and pop culture is the theme parks. And I've been to mm-hmm. pretty much all of them too. I Is it Disneyland or Disney World, Yancey, that's in Florida? Disney World, Disney the World. original, okay, the sorry. OG Disney is yeah, that's in Orlando, Disney, Disney World, right? Disneyland <laughs> yeah. is the one out in California. Okay, so I've been when to Disneyland Dis- goes to sleep at night, it wears Disney World pajamas. Okay, oh, we'll okay. Just say. oh that's <laughs> cool. nice. All nice. right, well, I've been to Disney World. I've also been to Epcot Center. I thought that place was great, and they have all these buildings like for countries around the world. There's a Canada building there, and like I think they even have a Cameroon building. I guess the Haley Selassie Pavilion, I believe, is there. But uh, um, I've also been to Sea World. And I think the one I liked the best, though, was Universal Studios. So I went there for Christmas, like New Year's in 91, I think it was. And my buddy and I went there. 
And I got picked out of the audience to do this thing where me and my buddy had to go on stage. And then we like starred in this episode of like the Golden Girls and they shot it and then they showed it to everybody. And it was just awesome. And then I went back in 2000 with another buddy of mine and we met up with his cousin and her friend. And we and then I was like, oh, they were like, where do you want to do? I was like, oh, let's go to Universal Studios. It's so good. I really want to go there. And then they all overruled me. And they said, no, no, we, they want to go to Islands of Adventure. And I was like, oh, man. and it sucked. So what happened was we got there and we went on one ride. It was like this dueling dragons ride. And my buddy was like acting like an idiot. And he was like flailing around like, oh, no, no, you know, going crazy on the ride. And the, his keys fell out of his pocket and fell into the water. And so that was on the first ride. And so we had to go and call a company to come in and like get us new keys. And we spent the whole day in the underground. But uh, that really sucked. But other than that, I just always think of theme parks when I think of Florida. So that was the first thing that mm-hmm. kind of came up for me. I, I, that's honestly, Chris, like I, I think at one point Orlando was, or maybe it even still is, it's like the most touristed city in the world, like more than Paris, more than, I don't know, there's a lot of cities and I can't think of any other. Vegas or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, or Las Vegas, like it, it literally is just the biggest draw and so much of the city is transient. And I think that's also why you see so much, it's like this weird hub of entertainment that a lot of people don't know about. Um, like I know, for instance, I want to talk about music in a little bit, but so many of the boy bands that we're used to seeing, like uh, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, O-Town, Fifth Harmony, they all are out of Orlando. It's like this weird, like pseudo, you know, it's like a mini Memphis or like a mini Los Angeles or a mini New York that a lot of people don't realize. But a lot of stuff comes out of that one little hub. You know, it's just weird. Like there's there's so many different things. Um, I don't know how much you guys want to talk about music, but I have quite a bit of music that I want to talk for about. Well, yeah. What do you yeah, got? I got, a, I got a pretty long list of uh, of artists that uh, that I enjoy that some I knew were from Florida and some I did not. But uh, you're the music guy, Yancey. I figured I'd let you start that uh, go down that little road and I'll just throw in some tidbits along the way. Okay, I, obviously, I think the number one draft pick if we're doing musicians out of Florida, and I've talked about this at length, so I'm not going to go into it too much, but Tom Petty, Tom Petty. from Florida, yeah, he, sure. he's the greatest. All the original Heartbreakers uh, you know, are from Jacksonville and the Jacksonville surrounding areas and Gainesville, that, that big little cluster of cities. Um, interestingly enough, too, like he, Tom Petty was in three bands. Everybody always remembers him either as uh, you know the one or two solo albums and then all the stuff that he did with the Heartbreakers, but before all of that, he actually recorded with the Epics, and then he had his later supergroup with Mudcrutch. All those guys were Florida guys for the most part. Maybe you know 90% of the guys that he ever recorded with was all local guys, which I think is kind of like a really cool like side note that a lot of people wouldn't think but like he was really big about i want a specific sound and that's what i'm going to carry forward um there was a there was a period where southern rock like southern classic rock was one of the biggest acts out there like it wasn't just them it was obviously leonard skinner who you know a plane crash wiped out you know four-fifths of the band i had a chance to see leonard skinner years ago when i was living in gainesville um for school um of course you know you didn't have alan collins you didn't have ronnie van sant but you still had you know family and brothers and it, w- it was a pretty cool show but outside of leonard skinnard outside of tom petty and the heartbreakers you had molly hatchet the almond brothers uh blackfoot the outlaws 38 special and then not only them but a lot of bands ripped off that southern rock sound too so they were like the driving force of a lot of these other bands that you saw coming out of like the northeast and the midwest so it was like its own little movement which i thought was really really cool um i don't know if you guys have ever heard of criteria records but um they're based here in florida They've been around since like the early 70s. And uh, like one of their claims of fame is, you know, they've they've recorded with a ton of artists, like really, really popular stuff. And they're still going now with like, you know, like Nicki Minaj. But back in the day, like they recorded like Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, which is probably one of my like top 15 favorite albums of all time. They recorded Hotel California. So like there was like this, you know, they, they did things with Aretha Franklin and Billy Joel and Black Sabbath and Dylan and the Eagles and Dr. Dre, Rod Stewart. Like there was all, all this music was being recorded within the state of Florida, which I just thought was like such a cool little footnote. Um, there's a bunch of really bad hardcore bands that I used to really be into. Like 16 year old Yancey was super into like these hardcore and punk bands. Um, like my favorite band for a long time used to be Under Oath. They're here from the area. Marilyn Manson originally started here um, on the opposite end of like the religious spectrum. Creed was based out of here. Like there's so many of these like really obscure bands, like a not even obscure, but bands that had a flash in the pan like a like a matchbox 20 you know like early 90s like or you know mid 90s that was like the the moment 
vertical horizon type bands um I'm, I'm listing off a whole bunch of them but tom petty obviously is like the first round pick but all these little movements right now like the thing that's really kind of driving the music creation in florida is like the whole soundcloud rapper phenomenon a lot of these rappers like um what's a good example um uh, well pitbull but that's you know Pip- <laughs> you went to pitbull which i think is amazing um pitbull is something else flow rider like, tell me flow rider yeah. must be from florida flow right? rider yeah he's on a soundcloud rapper that's another example obviously um but like a, like a kodak black or um there, there's tons but uh i'm i'm doing the thing that i always do where i just keep talking and i don't let anybody else come up for air but uh throughout all the decades the 60s 70s 80s even now like i have to like tip my hat to all these individual little acts that have actually made a name for themselves and come from this state you don't really hear about them because it's so rare that artists come up from here and then they kind of stay here and record here and make their names here normally this is just like a stepping stone uh, you know to get to you know los angeles or new york or you know doing world tours and stuff but it was kind of cool to see somebody like a tom petty actually stay grounded in here constantly come back and when he did pass away like just seeing the reception that he got here like he's he's literally like our bob dylan guys like he's you know it, it's really cool because we still see tributes and stuff coming up for him and uh, it was kind of cool to get another opportunity to talk about him but um wh- where are you guys at with the music what did you guys have on your list tom, just when you when tom petty there uh, you mentioned that he was in two other bands too but the, you you forgot one of them what about the traveling wilburys he was in that one too right oh with uh with like uh with um elo's uh yeah, with uh, Jeff Lynn Roy Orbison. and Roy Orbison and George, George Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, like yeah, that's actually cool. my bad. I and and I think you know you did a good job running down all the great musicians that came from Florida, but you missed the best of all time, and Don't that was Vanilla Ice. I knew I knew you were going to make some joke like this. Is <laughs> that a joke, man? Word to your mother. Man. I thought you were going to say like Two Live Crew or something. They're from Florida too. Oh, are they? they oh, sure yeah. Are. oh yeah, that's right. They were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so a couple DJs, guys. You know. No. Quad City Sorry. DJs? Yeah, are they the ones that yeah. come on, ride the train, choo-choo, <laughs> ride? Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one, yeah, man. See, I know okay. that stuff, man. See, I'm, I'm, I'm hip. So a couple, uh, Yancey, you hit just about every musician I had on my list. Um, you mentioned, so so I, I was looking um, in the 90s, Matchbox 20 was definitely one of my my favorite bands, and I didn't realize they were from Florida, so that was that was sort of a nice little uh, uh, Easter egg to learn today. Uh, in the late nineties, Limp Biscuit was huge. Also from Florida, from Jacksonville. Yep. Um, and then, uh, looking a little more contemporary, we already mentioned Pitbull, who is, it is in an, and of himself, a brand, like a huge brand in more than just music. Um, but Ariana Grande from Boca Raton, Florida, uh, again, yep. one of, yep. one of the most popular and best-selling artists we've got today. So it's not, it's not just the, the classics and, and, the roots and foundation of uh, classic rock from the 60s, 70s, 80s. You've still got phenomenal artists today from Florida producing exceptional music, keeping keep it you know keeping it real, if you will, um, and just <laughs> continuing to evolve music. Right, like it, music, ha- like anything else, music changes with the times. And Florida, like uh, a lot of other places, clearly has a lot of great musicians that can uh, be trendsetters instead of followers. So tip the hat to that. Very good. Uh, before I get into my next one, I just was thinking when I mentioned about the theme parks, there was another one. Yancey, you got to help me with this one. There was a place. Garden? Uh, no, I've been there too. Um, yeah. But there was a place that was up, it was up in a place called Spring Hill. I went there to, to, to hang out with my grandparents years ago. This was back in like probably 88 or something like that and there was a place there i want to say it was called like wiki watchy or something like that and it was like the mm-hmm. most weirdest bizarre freaking <laughs> theme park i've ever seen in my life and so what it is is there's like this big kind of like aquarium and instead of there you go in there and it's like you're in you know you're in front of the glass and instead of looking in and seeing like fish or you know like a dolphin or something or you know a killer whale or something like that it's these these women get in there and they wear like fins the mermaid. Like, like look like a mermaid yeah. and then they're like <laughs> sucking air through a tube and they do like this kind of like swim it around in this plate it was like the most it, it was just freaky and weird you know what i'm talking yep. about right it, yep. like i'm not just that's, that's making this up springs yes i i haven't been there personally but a lot of my family has that's for weird. whatever reason people people are into it chris people know. are into it like i say it was in spring hill if i remember correctly and i went down there and spent time with my grandparents but since then it's funny because our buddy keith renshaw that we met through uh fantasy baseball he lives up that neck of the woods 
So if I ever make it down again, I can come down, I visit you, I can visit Keith, and then we can go see all these mermaids, do that again. Um, But the thing that jumps out to me when I think of Florida is, so in 2008, um, I got married, okay? And we had our honeymoon in, what's that? Say congratulations. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's 11 years ago. It's great. Uh, Thanks. Just send me something in the mail, would you? Uh, So I got married in 2008, and our honeymoon, part of our honeymoon, we we went, half of our honeymoon, we went on a a, a cruise. And the other half, we were in Florida. We went to Sarasota. We stayed in Lido Beach. And so we went down there, and it was all great, whatever. And then I get back. And then at the time, like, I was a big, I was a subscriber to Entertainment Weekly. The magazine. Loved, always liked that magazine. I've got it ever since the 90s. And there used to be a, um, an article in there uh, every month, and it was called The Pop of King. And Stephen King, uh, the author, would write an article once a month. And he wrote this whole article when I got back from my honeymoon, and I re- read this article that he wrote. And he said, oh, the best novel of 2008 is called The Garden of Last Days. And it's written by Andre Dubas III. And so I was like, oh, well, if Stephen King says it's good, I got to read this book. So I went and got it and read it. And it's basically, it's about the, the days that lead up to um, uh, 9-11 and, and what happened with some of those uh, terrorists that flew the planes into the buildings, what they were doing leading up to that. But it takes place in Lido Key. And I was like, hey. I, I was just there on my honeymoon. And it's the, the, the book is a really good book, too. I think it's a follow-up to The House of Sand and Fog, if I'm not mistaken. But it's a really good book. And it all takes place in Lido Key. And they're talking about Lido Beach and St. Armand Circle and all these places. And I was like, hey, I was just there. And it's like a vivid description of everything that goes on in that area. So it's just, that's something for me for Florida that has always jumped out in pop culture is the Garden of Last Days. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before, either one of you guys. But if you haven't, if you're looking for a, like a, a good book, to read i would strongly recommend the garden of last days and it takes place in florida so i I haven't read it chris but honestly that sounds like something that i would be completely all over i think you would like it it's pretty good so so let me let me take this opportunity to segue from Mm -hmm. one book to another okay so uh as i have mentioned on the podcast before uh my particular favorite genre of book is fantasy I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. I know that's no, a shocker to some. No. And uh, I love I love swords and sorcery books. Anything fantasy, Lord of the Rings, or any of the books based on the Dungeons and Dragons properties. Uh, there's a lot of good fantasy novels I've read over the years. One of the series that I read uh, when I was in junior high school and continue to read through high school is a series of novels uh, called Xanth, spelled with an X, X-A-N-T-H. It's by author Piers Anthony who is a prolific author in his own right and has written tons of different stories and series, some of which do not age well. I've gone back to reread some of his other stuff. Uh, but the Xanth series was designed for more uh, like younger readers. I don't want to say young adult because that sort of makes you think of Twilight. It's not like that. Um, and the story of Xanth is set in this magical world of Xanth, but in the first book, he has a map, as many fantasy novels do. You open it up, and they show you the map of this new world, so you understand where the story takes place. And the map is literally the state of Florida, because the author, although he's English, got married and moved to the States and moved to Florida and has lived there for, like, the last 50 years. And so this series that he was writing, called Xanth, is set, for all intents and purposes, in Florida. Now, He's reskinned it. He's called it something different. And through the course of the first few books, you realize that it's there's like a it's almost like a parallel world. So that's why it looks like the geography of Florida. Um, is is the map still shaped like a gun? Is the map still shaped like a gun? I'm not sure what you mean. Florida is literally shaped like a gun. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like if you look at the map at the be- like at the front of the book, is it literally like the exact same shape as Florida? Yeah. Yeah, even right to the to the straight line borders up in the the northwest, and okay. um, right. and then in through the course of the story, uh, again because it's for younger audience, puns are a big part of this story, and so a lot of the geographic features and the locations in real Florida are replicated in this magical world of Xanth, and the names are similar to what they are in real life, but they're like punny, um, and so you get these these clear wink wink call outs where he makes no effort to disguise where he got the influence of this and the stories are great and i I was shocked when i looked on wikipedia to find out some information about this today he is still writing books in this series there's 46 books in the xanth series i stopped reading around (laughs) book 15 when i went to university in the mid 90s i again i just didn't have time to read anymore i stopped i was like i read you know 13 14 15 of these books all good I'm I'm shocked to learn that he's still writing them, but they take place in the fantasy world of Xanth, 
which is really Florida. And uh, if you are from Florida, I'm sure there's a lot of more subtle references in the course of these stories that, you know, non-Floridians would would not realize is sort of that wink, wink. But mm-hmm. uh, anyone who's into fantasy literature, anyone who uh, wants a nice, quick, easy read, you may want to pick up the first book. It's called Spell for Chameleon. And sort of the hook is that in the magical world of Xanth, everybody has a magic talent, one sort of superpower and every single person has a different power than everybody else. So you never have two people that have the exact same power. And so through the course of these stories, which usually feature younger protagonists, again, it's you know it's designed for a younger audience. Um, it's it's often about um, their powers come out sort of like the X Men when they reach maturity, they they get their powers. Same thing when you be when you start to hit puberty, your magical talent appears. So a lot of the stories are around discovering what your talent is and and helping those who have strange talents and helping them understand that this talent that seems silly actually can be used in great and interesting ways. Uh, a lot of adventure and again, it's got that sort of swords and sorcery vibe, but it's uh, it's quite good. So. A long tangent about something that's not Florida, that's something that really is Florida. Let me ask you this question real quick, Derek. Did you or did you not already buy all of the remaining books on Amazon? Not yet, not yet. But I did <laughs> I did go to the shelf to make sure that I hadn't given away all the other ones because I've been purging my collection of of stuff over the last year. And I was uh-huh. very happy to find that the Xanth books, along with Pierce Anthony's Incarnation of Immortality series, a great series, uh, were still on the shelf. They were just buried way in the back. So so Xanth, you said, right? I'm going to yeah, check it out. Spelled with an X, X-A-N-T-H. Xanth, very cool. All right. All right, Yancey, yeah, you, well, you got something else for us there, Mr. Real Estate Agent down in Florida. What else is Florida known for from a Paul Kutcher um, point of view? I just wanted to give a really quick shout out to yeah. the food. I, I'm, we kind of like have always glossed over food as far as like culture goes. And I know it's not really like what you think of when you think of pop culture. You know what I mean? We're always thinking about movies and music and books and TV shows and understandably so. But like I did want to get like just a little bit of a nod to some of like the things that makes Florida great, like things that you guys would not have think like ever have thought of. Um, Other than so, oranges, very, what's it known for? Uh, Pollo Tropical. What's that? The restaurant chain, Burger King. Don't act like you don't know about Burger King. Well, Chris, I know Burger on. King is. But what does that have to do with Florida? Is that where it originated? Yeah, all of these are from Florida. Hooters oh, okay. founded in Florida. Oh, okay. Now Flat. we're talking. Yeah, Maple Street, Four Rivers, like all these restaurants. Um, there's a, a million different types of like food varieties that have originated here, like strawberry shortcake or fried gator tail or, oh, um, you know, kumquats were originally like crossbred here. Like some of like the, the weirdest food combinations you guys can possibly think of all come here from Florida. It's like one of the weirdest. Anytime you get a bunch of people that are coming in from all kinds of different places, like we have a huge Haitian population here. We have a lot of Latin culture here. We have, uh, you know, tons of Caribbean people, lots of people from the Northeast, Europeans. Um, like there's this weird phenomenon that goes on with with uh, European vacationers where um, there's like this joke in Florida, that, like the only the only two places that like uh, European vacationers know about is like South Florida and New York. It's the only two places they ever vacation for some reason. And so we get a ton of Europeans here, especially in season, which we're we're in now, obviously. And so you have like just this this crazy amount where, you know, I can go to like a Miami or I can go down into Naples and I can literally find any type of food you can think of. It's kind of like something you expect to find in, you know, in New York or in, in Los Angeles. But it's in like these really, really small little hubs in, you know, one or two cities in Florida. So it's like that that hyper hyper centralized like ultimate culture hub of food and music and and books and just all these like weird movies and really great pieces of pop culture and really trash pieces of pop culture. I love the fact that like it's not all high art. It's not all four star cuisines and bistros. It's junk food and amazing just crap. And I, I just love everything that there's there's such a diverseness to it. There's such a there's so many chain restaurants here and there's so many things that originated from up north and on the west coast. But then there's a lot of original things and things that are specific to this area that the rest of the country doesn't know about. I just think it's really, really cool. Like in all seriousness, like Florida is weird. And like I said, it does get a bad rep sometimes. Some of it's deservedly so. 
But um, Florida is also extremely underrated, and there's a reason why so many people come here. Like even even the president is moving from New York to to live in Florida now, which I I think is kind of interesting. But <laughs> you're probably not going to boast about that too much, though. Yeah. Um, so is is there one kind of food in Florida that you have to, like think like maybe something you could send me? Like so, for example, there's there's a good friend of the podcast, Luke Martin, Luke Martin, and he sent me some stuff from Georgia, and it was like these pecan logs. And like they were mm-hmm. so good, and like he mailed them to me, right? And it was really great. Is there something in Florida like that that you could like put together and mail me, and I could send you like something from Canada, like ketchup chips or something like that? You know, what? I can do that. I want to send you something that has been like a staple in my family for as long as I can remember, and it's called Everglades seasoning. Um, it's it's just like a spice that you put on basically everything. It's really good on pork chops. It's really good on chicken. It's especially good on burgers if you're grilling burgers. And it's made here locally. It's bottled here locally. It's it's really, really hard to explain unless you try it. But the, the spice itself is actually like a greenish color. It's called Everglades seasoning. The other thing I'd recommend, too, is orange. It's orange orchard honey, like citrus honey. And it's basically, you know, you have beekeepers who have all their, you know, bees in their their, their colonies and their hives out in the middle of these orange orchards. And they're ex- it's, it's honey unlike anything you've ever tasted in your entire life. Other than that, if I could find a way to like, I don't know, like freeze dry or like vacuum pack gator meat, like fried gator oh, tail. Man. It is unbelievably good, Chris. Like, is that's it one, one of those, those, like, don't knock it till you try it. Thing. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Like, is it one of those things, though, that everyone says, oh, it just, you should eat it. It just tastes like chicken. I'm like, well, then in that case, just eat chicken, you know, like. It, <laughs> um, again, I think, you know, I, I'm coming to the defense of a lot of things tonight. I, I feel like chicken also gets a bad rep, um, but. <laughs> it does. But it, it, it does. Chicken gets a bad rep. Chicken's delicious. But no, it, it has its own taste. It's really hard to describe. It's a little more earthy. And normally I hate when people use words like that to describe something because, like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. But it, it has, like, it, it just has a lot more of a complex flavor. It almost tastes like a dirt. Does that make sense? No, like, yeah, like that sounds appetizing. <laughs> it is really good. I'm sorry. <laughs> a little, like I was expecting you to say, Chris tastes like dirt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're really, boy, you're a really good salesman for the gator meat. I thought you were going to say like, oh, you know, it's good. It's a little gamey or something. No, it tastes like dirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, I, when I think gamey though, I think of like venison. I think like somebody like shot. Like, yeah, deer. that's exactly what you I mean? think of too. This is, this is different. It's hard. It's really hard to explain, but it's really, really good. They yeah, deep fry it. Like it, dirt. Like, it gets yeah. breaded and you deep fry it. You, you put a bunch of spice and stuff in it. It's really, really good. Last thing I'll mention too, and I know you guys have tried this, but key lime pie, one of the greatest desserts ever created, obviously originated in Florida, super underrated as a dessert. It's it's one of the safest things you can ever order if you're ever at a restaurant and you don't really know what to get. I've never been disappointed with a key lime pie in my entire life. Even if you buy like the frozen, you know, from like the, the, the frozen section in, at a Walmart or something, you're never disappointed with key lime pie. So altogether, like, I mean, there's so many contributions from Florida guys that like, I mean, really, like, I don't I don't see how if we picked another state in the union, I don't see how they could stack up to the, the greatness that is the uh, the FLA down here. I'm sure the key lime pie goes a long way to cleanse your palate after all that data. <laughs> Or that dirt gator that you're eating. Um, so another personal thing I want to share. Uh, I mentioned I went to Florida in 2000 with my buddy, right? When we lost the keys at the Islands of Adventure. Oh, God. Um, but yeah. one of the stops that we made along the way was we stopped at the University of Florida in Gainesville. We were meeting my friend's cousin. I used to live there, yes. Oh, yeah, we were meeting meeting her at this campus. And then we get to the campus, and then his cousin, we meet her, and she mentions, oh, there's this guy. Yeah, we're going to go do something. But there's this guy. He's, like, speaking here at the college tonight. Like, it's, uh, uh, you know, you guys want to go see him? He's, uh, he's talking about testicular cancer and, you know, how important it is for young males to, like, check themselves. So he's a guest speaker tonight. And, you know, I don't know. You want? I'm like... Well, you know, like as much as I'm sure that sounded like a stellar way to spend my night, you know, no one else wanted to go. But I, I actually said, well, who's your guest speaker? And then they go, oh, yeah, I don't know. Actually, you might know him. He's from Canada, you know, because we all know each other up here in Canada, eh, Derek? Um, yeah, all of you. Yeah. Sure. So so anyway, it was Tom <laughs> Green. And everything. It was Tom Green. And, and I've so, heard of Tom Green. And I was like, Tom Green's here? What are you talking about? We got to go see him. And they were all like, what? Who is this guy? I'm like, just, we got to go. So we went over and, and we went uh, and we watched, uh, Tom Green was there. And, uh, he, and he was there with Glenn Humblick. You know, it was like his sidekick, you know, that he used to have on his show. And it was great. And he took questions from the audience. And, you know, like he was picking on Glenn Humblick and he did his bag of milk thing. And it was just great. Do you guys actually have bags of milk in Florida, Yancey? I think it's a Canadian thing, isn't it? 
I have never drank from a bag of milk, and I worked in a grocery store for 12 years. I've never even seen one. So in Canada, we actually, you buy milk. I know you guys buy it in the carton, right? In the the States, you can buy it. Or a jug. Yeah, you, okay, you can buy a jug of milk here, I guess, too, or you can buy a carton. Um, but we have mostly it's bags. So you get like a bag of milk, okay? And then what you do is like you have this like like holder, and then you put the bag inside the holder, and you kind of bang it in, and then you take a pair of scissors and you just cut a hole, and then you pour it out. Like, we get bags of milk here on Canada. Anyway, so what Tom Green used to do was take like a bag of milk, and then he would take scissors and like poke it and squeeze it all over his sidekick. It was just a thing he used to do. And he did it there, too. I don't know. He must have brought the milk in from, from Canada. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I just thought it was something I wanted to share. Because when I think of Florida, I always think of Tom Green, too. Because on the trip that I went there with my buddy, I had a chance to meet Tom Green. And it was really cool. In so, all seriousness, that's one of the most random stories you have ever told. I know. I just wanted to share. So. <laughs> It was one of my things. Funny, funny story too, Chris. We've talked yep. about this. Chris has actually been probably to more of Florida than I have. Yeah, and he probably. lives in Canada and I've lived in Florida my entire life. Like you've you've been all over Florida, whereas I've mostly been in Southwest Florida. And like I said, I lived in Central Florida for a little bit. So like, you know, Gainesville, occasionally in Jacksonville, Ocala, those areas. But yeah, you've been all over and you actually know quite a bit about the Florida. The scary thing is, Yancey, I mean, this is before we met, but before I met you, I was actually in Fort Myers, your city and Bonita Springs right beside you. Like I literally was probably like in the same city as you before we ever yep. met. I, yep. I think you, you, you've mentioned you've been to Sanibel as well too, right? Sanibel Beach. Yeah. Yep. So I've, been, yeah. I've been all over Florida. I've been there lots. So I mean, it's lots. Yep. Uh, uh, Derek, you got something else for us, uh, Florida related you want to share? I got a real good one here I want to share. Uh, well, I, I mean, I think the pop culture stuff has sort of been covered. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, the, uh, well, let me put it this way. Yancey, mm-hmm. I'm going to read yes. you a list of We'll call them famous people, and I want you to see if you can tell me what they have in common and why I'm bringing up these names in relation to a podcast about Florida. You ready for this? Okay, let's let's okay. do it. Nice. Vincent LeCavier, Martin St. Louis, Brad Richards, Dave Anderchuk. Yeah, these are all hockey players. For the they Lightning. are indeed all hockey players. In yeah. fact, they are all Stanley Cup champions. Mm-hmm. They were all on the Tampa Bay Lightning 2014. Four. Team. 2004. Uh, they beat the Calgary Flames to win hockey's holy grail, the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup. So uh, I just want to say Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, rather, have been a quality hockey team pretty much since the day they stepped on the ice. They mm-hmm. are still one of the best teams in the NHL. Last year, they finished first in the regular season with the most points and the most wins of any other team. And they got dusted in the playoffs. Yeah, they went out in four, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> teams can't, you can't all be the Boston Bruins and make it all the way to the finals, but, uh, oh, you yeah. know, I might be a little biased since I'm a huge Bruins fan. Is That that literally is why you brought this up, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, I genuinely uh, wanted to just give a shout out, you know. Uh, we're talking about the positive things in Florida, and the Tampa Bay Lightning are a phenomenal hockey club. I've, I've been to Tampa Bay a few times on vacation, and if it's during hockey season, I make a point of trying to get to a game or two. Uh, mm. So I've seen the team I've seen the team live here when they visit Toronto many times, but uh, I've, I've had a chance to see them in their own building, and they're great, and they have been great. And, uh, you know, I don't see any reason why they won't continue to be great for the foreseeable future. So, uh, I mean, I know that uh, other pro sports teams in Florida have done well, but since hockey is my sport, these are the guys to uh, to give that nod to. So I've mentioned this on the show before that I've I, I used to go to sorry to cut you off, Chris. But, no, it's okay. Um, I used to go to Florida Gulf Coast University here in Fort Myers as well. And while they don't have an actual NCAA men's team, they have a club team. And that club team, despite being in South Florida, where we literally never see snow, I've never seen snow my entire life, they're basically nationally ranked every single year. Our ECHL hockey teams are amazing. You know, and like you said, like our basketball teams, football teams, this is this is high school and college football mecca, like more so than you'll find like in a lot of like the deep south, with the exceptions of maybe Alabama and maybe Texas. Um, so like, I, I don't know, like we honestly, we haven't really talked about sports that much as like a pop culture tie in too. but there's a ton of overlap between sports figures and pop culture. That's probably like a really cool episode, like a, you know, for something we could do in the future, like sports stars, like making appearances, like in movies. Like I remember the, the first time Chris made me watch airplane and like just seeing like, you know, like yeah. just how cool it could be to see like a, an actual basketball star, like in a movie like that. And he actually is like one of the, like the highlights of the movie, but I don't know, maybe kind of a neat idea to, to shell for like a future episode. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe, maybe we'll ask you back sometime. I don't know. We'll see. 
I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, do you have anything else that you wanted to mention pop culture-wise before I get to my big clincher here? No, I think I've done more than my fair share of talking. I have one that always reminds me of Florida. And and, and I don't know if you know this, Yancey. We've mentioned this before on the podcast. But back in like the early 80s, 3D movies made like a resurgence, right? And mm-hmm. like the gimmick was was even sort of used to even sort of greater schlocky effect because what they did was they made this whole slew of like third installments of sequels that were in 3D. Like there was Friday the 13th part three in 3D and there was Amityville 3D. And of course, a personal favorite that took place in Florida and it's just always reminded me of Florida and that's Jaws 3D. So I actually saw this movie (laughs) in the theater when it came out. And I remember at the time enjoying it, like, you know, but I mean, like I was 13 years old. I thought I watch anything. Mm-hmm. It was good. Right. But I went back and watched it years later as an adult. And it's really crappy. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh, God, it's bad. And, and you know how much I love Jaws, yep. the original and even Jaws 2, the sequel is great. But this one was terrible. And like Bess Armstrong was, she was in like everything for a while there. And Dennis Quaid is in it. And so is Louis Gossett Jr. But the movie was just crappy like the effects are so bad the 3d didn't make up for it like the shark looks just so awful i remember there's one part where it swims through the water and it doesn't even like flex or like move its tail it's just like this crappy cheap model that just they move it across the frame like it doesn't even move it's just so bad and like the whole shark then slowly starts coming off the screen you know because in this cheesy crappy 3d effect but the reason why I think I like that movie so much and, and I bring it up here is because it really epitomizes the whole Florida pop culture thing because it's just so campy. No offense, Yancy, but I just, I just, there's something campy about Florida. When I look back and I think of all, all the, <laughs> the theme parks, you know, and all, and all that. And like, it's just, it, Florida just seems a little bit campy. Like, I mean, it's a great place and I, I've been there multiple times, but I just always think of kind of the, the that kind of stuff. And you know how much I love campy stuff. So it's, it's just a, a big thing for me. That's all. Yeah. I, I do. I do think that's fair. I, I remember reading like, it's, it's like one of the, the two or three most parade city or parade states in in the world like uh pageants and reality tv shows based here like there is a lot of camp like i i do think that's actually very very accurate and like i i mentioned earlier you have like the extremes of like the high art like you know zora neale hurston who wrote their eyes are watching god like you know one of the greatest authors of our time like She's from Florida, and Ray Charles was born in Florida, which a lot of people don't know. But also, like like you said, Jaws 3D. You know what I mean? Like you get kind of everything with that. The complete opposite ends of of absolute high art and masterpieces, and you know some of the worst pop culture you'll you'll probably ever see. So I I, I get it. Would you go as far as to say is that Jaws 3D ruined your childhood? Like the all female cast of Ghostbusters ruined many people's childhoods. Apparently, no. The say only that, thing the only thing that ruined my childhood <laughs> was the Star Wars prequels. That was it. Other than that, Jaws 3D didn't ruin it. No, no. So it was good. It was all good. Florida's off the hook on that one. All right. I tell you what, on that note, what do you say that we have some fun with caveman? Okay. So I got some questions for you guys. They're, they're Florida related, obviously. Okay. So Porky's was mentioned earlier by Derek and it's a 1981 Canadian movie that takes place in Florida. Really? It's not really even a Canadian film. They just use Canada as like a tax haven for it that's all it was they put a couple of canadian actors in it i want to say like kim cattrall and Derek mcgrath were in it but it's really mm-hmm. an american film they just used a canon as a tax haven but anyway regardless so it, it as, as Derek mentioned it, it kind of follows these you know raunchy hijinks of these high school friends that are like tommy and billy and meat and peewee and they try to go to this local strip club porkies right in the movie but in one scene the guys go to meet a prostitute in order to lose their virginity what is the name of the prostitute caveman you are on your own yeah I, i'm like <laughs> i have no idea key lime pie <laughs> <laughs> that's a great guess and let me tell you if, if you had to if you were a high school student that you wanted to go and find a prostitute definitely i think the one i'd look for would be key lime pie no it was it was close it was cherry forever do you remember that? It was Susan no, Clark. I don't. I, I remember the scene, but I don't remember the the name. That's the one. And then the actress like was Susan Clark. Big guy with an axe comes out. Yes. Or something and, yes. And yeah, chases yeah, them I remember all the scene. Away. I just I couldn't remember the names. So Bob Clark was the director, but his wife Susan Clark was played. The, she's the one that played the mom in uh, Webster. 
So she was cherry for Oh, okay. Yancy. Anyway. Okay, uh, Yancy will be able to answer this one, I think. Yancy, what is Florida's largest natural wonder? Largest natural wonder? Yes. Um, Man, I can make so many jokes right now, but I'm just going to... Largest natural wonder? Yes, it's not Shaquille O'Neal. Largest natural wonder. Give me, give me two seconds. Hold on. I'm not Googling it, I swear. Yeah. What Derek is really big in Florida? We don't even have like mountains or anything. Derek, any guesses? I'm going to say well, Lake O. What, what, sorry, what did you say it was, Yancey? Lake Okeechobee. Oh, okay. I don't think that's it. And Derek, any guesses? No, that when I was doing my homework earlier, I read something um, about the Xanth books. They were saying, oh, it takes this is based on this and this is based on that. But for the life of me, I can't remember the details. Yeah, Yancey, it's not even that far from you, man, young man. It's almost in your backyard. It's the Everglades. 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 Yes. Okay. Now, (laughs) not not what I was thinking of. Okay. Now, this reality show has featured challenges that were located in the Florida Everglades. Can you name the reality show? I can hazard a pretty good guess. Mm -hmm. Yancey, you want to take this one? Uh, Survivor. Yes, Survivor Everglades was just a, such a hit in season 14. I remember that one. Survivor South Florida. Yeah, yeah, that's the one where Richard was naked all the time, wasn't it? Uh, Derek. Why is an airboat, yeah. Yeah. Yes, Chris. Do you have any guesses? Oh, that wasn't the right answer? No, it's not Survivor. Oh, my guess would have been The Amazing Race. Yes, you are correct. Congratulations. Um, okay, I'm going to go a little bit south. It's still part of the state. but And you mentioned Key Lime Pie earlier, but what famous author... Famously had a home in Key West. I know. Yes. Yancey? Hemingway. Oh, my goodness. I love the fact here. It's like, I know. It's like the Canadians know the answers for Florida. Um, okay. I, oh, this one's a good one. Uh, this is the this oldest commercial tourist attraction in Florida was designated a, a, a national natural landmark in 1971. It's also the location of the most filming shoots in Florida history including Sea Hunt, Tarzan, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Can you name the location? Disney World. The OG Disney. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, not that. Man, that is really tough. I I remember going on a field trip to like the, the fort in St. Augustine. It's like the oldest continuously occupied fort in like all of America, but I don't think that's it. It's Silver Springs. Silver Springs. My parents have been there. Oh, there you go. Okay, so this this one's going back a little wise. But I don't know, but it's Florida, so maybe you know, maybe you don't. I don't know. Derek might know this one. This a political satire comic strip was created by Walt Kelly and took place in the Okefenokee Swamp. It was syndicated in national newspapers from 1958 to 1975. Yancey, do you know the name of this political satire comic strip? I cannot remember the name, but my grandfather and my grandmother, who recently passed away, had strips of this that mm-hmm. they had laminated and kept on their fridge. Yep. I can literally okay. see it in my head, and I cannot remember the name. It's something like Pogo Stick or something. like. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give it to you because it's Pogo. It's Pogo. Oh, okay. Very yeah. good. All right. Building on a something that – this is the last one now I got for you. Building on something Derek had mentioned earlier. Uh, <laughs> how many NHL teams does Florida have? Yancey only. The Canadian is not allowed to answer any hockey-related questions. No way, K-Man. Um, I believe they have the Florida Panthers. And they have the Tampa Bay Lightning. Very good. The Tampa Bay Lightning. I was going to ask yeah. you, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning, obviously, you knew. wasn't sure if you knew the Florida Panthers. Because, you know, that's the, yeah. the thing is, too. Like, if there's one thing. That downtown Miami is known for it's it, the prolific Panther population. I'm sure, <laughs> you know. So anyway, yep. <laughs> so, good job. Not bad. Get a couple. You know, yeah. Derek yeah. back you up on a couple of those other ones. I uh, really want to thank you for joining us again. So you're going to join us again sometime? Is that right? You'll come back. I would love to. I promise. The next time I come on, it's not going to be to pimp some new project that I'm working on. Um, I just want to come, kind of like shoot it around and talk about something. I'd love to do maybe a movie review, or yeah. I know you guys had some ideas before. Like, like let's do it. Let's jump into some stuff. Let's. You know, to be honest with you guys, I have not watched a lot of movies the last couple of months just because I have been so incredibly busy um, trying to stay alive and 
you know, <laughs> build up a business from scratch. But I would love to jump into some movie from the 1970s that's wildly offensive and um, uses tons of cultural appropriation and sexual harassment. You know, all those things that, that we've come to love and, and expect on this show when we review movies. <laughs> so, so a Chris movie is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, basically. Yeah, in a roundabout way. I was actually on YouTube the other day, and I noticed that they have Meatballs is available on YouTube, the whole movie. That's Mm. where I watched it. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe it. So I actually had put it on in the bedroom the other night. I went to bed, and I put it on, and my wife was like, what the hell is this? What are you watching? It's just that Meatballs crappy movie that you like so much. I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. Just watch it. But uh, anyway, yeah, so it's available on YouTube. So, Yancey, next week's show... We're going to go back to our movie reviews, uh, which we preempted for this show because we love you and, you know, we want to accommodate you. Of course. But the Mm -hmm. movie I had asked Chris to watch, which we haven't yet reviewed, is The Professional, also known as Leon, The Professional. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I couldn't even tell you what it's about. I have no idea. Okay. Well, then we'll leave it at that. You can listen to next week's show and and hear all about why I think it's the greatest movie and Chris think it sucks. Yeah, well, like as Derek mentions, we are. Spoiler alert. (laughs) We're definitely going to come back next episode with another movie review. Uh, It's Leon the Professional, Derek, as you mentioned. So I'll definitely go ahead and watch that movie before uh, next time out. We're going to review it. Yancey, again, thanks for coming back and joining us. I mean, again, I mean, you're no weird Al Yankovic, but, you know, hey, it's really good to have you. That's for sure. Love you, man. Uh, You're going to find uh, Yancey on uh, Twitter at Yancey Eaton. You'll find Derek at Amaron underscore DM. And you'll find me at C McBrien. You can always go to popcosureworld.com for all of our contact information on our website there. But until next time, this is Chris McBrien for Derek Myers and Yancey Eaton saying thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. Thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show. 